you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to Scum Bar Podcast, episode 62, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, double rainbow, all the way, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is my double rainbow co-host. Oh, it's a, that's a double rainbow. Oh, wow. What? It goes all the way. It's all both rainbows. Oh, Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. Hi, it's Anthos. Double rainbow across the sky. Uh, was that guy just out on his own? I, I don't realize. Know. Like he wasn't camping with anybody. He was just literally. I saw an interview with him and... once and he said like he said like he promises he wasn't on any drugs or anything like that he was just like he was one of those people trying to live like a year out in the wilderness or something and that just happened to be on this morning where he came out and saw the double rainbow and he just kind of felt like it was this this nature thing speaking to him so i think he cool. was just like really in tune with nature at that <laughs> cool moment. good for him it, it that video always puts a smile on my face i love it that's <laughs> That's cool. I I will. I like that. Double yeah. rainbow across the sky. Oh. <laughs> oh man, so much love for that rainbow. Yeah, he loves it, man. It's great. Anthos, how you doing? I'm doing. How Good. you doing? I'm doing as well. You know, loving Good. life. Everything's uh, everything's peachy cream. You know, Ooh. everything's peachy cream. Like the corn? Just like it. I love peachy cream corn. Wait, that that is it's called Peaches and Cream. Corn, yes. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Just making sure. Peaches and it's not, cream. It's not just a song for all you nineties pop heads, it's also a corn. It is a corn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, doing good, you yeah. know, getting through the whole uh, coronavirus thing. Just uh, cool. figuring it out. Nice. And uh living life as a can. As a can. As like, a can. You're, you know you're living life as a can. Some people live their doors as a jar. I like to live my life as a can. Good. That's perfect. Did you just think about that? Like you just uh, that I'm up. going through the audiobooks because, of course, I am of uh, Harry Potter. So, um, oh, I see. Because remember, remember my yearly thing. I've always got some some yearly one on my list. Well, right now I'm doing my Harry Potter ones, and nice. uh, I just I noticed that she just loves to say that the door was a jaw, and I'm always like, <laughs> well, I was like, well, if the door's a jar, then like, <laughs> where's the lid? Yeah, exactly. My brain's always every single time. Harry looked, and the door was a jaw. <laughs> just, I'm just like, oh my gosh! In the magical world, doors are jars. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like that, just being a dad joke on its own. I'm just being a dad. I'm, I'm picturing a dad narrating all of Harry Potter and just seeing how how that would turn out. And the door was a jar. Like every once in a while, just stopping to make some sort of dad joke. It could be. Funny. I do it, it a, a lot. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do that. Anyways, that's so. Uh, no, it, it it didn't just come to me. It's been on my mind. Cool. Um, Ethos, nice. would you like to hear a piratey themed joke? Okay. Alrighty then. Yes. Um, how do pirates relax at night? Um, they 
Joker. They pl they plank. <laughs> Is that I how? See, I see where you're going. It's unfortunately one of those cop out ones. Uh, they watch ASMR videos. Ah, uh, uh, okay. That's I okay. try not to do those ones as much, but sometimes I just like well. And we've had a topic on ASMR before, so I thought you know what, it's, it's sort of relevant. It's relevant. Yeah, I'll it give, skip a dick. it. Was ASMR. it my best? No, but is it good enough? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, cool welcome that. to episode sixty-two. We got lots to talk about today. I think I'm not really yeah, too probably. sure. Actually, uh, that was a bold yeah. statement for something I'm not even really all that sure. I mean, of. we can figure something out. We're good at that. We can try to make it a big episode. Um, <laughs> do you have <laughs> anything for our segment of ye old news? Oh, wait, are we skipping? Wait, did we already go through uh, like us, like about us? What's new with you? Oh, I kind of like, forgot about person? that actually. Yes, what's new with you? <laughs> Let's do, do that. I, do you want to go first? Is anything new with you? I don't have anything no. to talk about right now. Um, what do I? I, I notice. I notice you're you're in the dark right now. Do you? Uh, are you out of electricity? Oh no, no. I just okay. I have the the light in the back of my office. I could turn on, but it's just more electricity to use if I do that. So I just figured, mm. why turn it on? You can see yeah. my face. I'm highlighted by my bright monitors. I figured that was good enough. <laughs> yeah, you you look very cold. You look. Actually, yeah, it's a blue, blue. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. it is, this room actually is quite cold back here. And sometimes at work when I Because it is the garage, right? Yeah, it's a garage converted into an office. Uh, yeah. And then when I come in here to do some work uh, in the middle of the night, I'm always like in my pajamas or something. Or sometimes I'm just like, just PJs and shirtless. And I come out of this room to like work. And I'm like yeah. so cold. <laughs> By the time <laughs> I get back into my bed, it's like 3.30 in the morning or something. And I'm just in there and I'm like, I'm like an ice, ice cube. Just like in oh. my bed. Like, oh. Melting under the sheets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. What have I been up to? Playing lots of games. I'm Ooh. actually. It's it's nice. I'm getting a chance to catch up on some stuff. So what yeah, do you play a little bit more through um, Final Fantasy four and or two, depending on whether you're from Japan or America. Right. Um, and then also catching up more on Spider Man, the PS4 game. Oh, which nice. Is nice. So when I when I started playing it, or when I played from where I left off, I was at maybe like seven percent completion now i'm at around like 30 oh. which is nice like i've been progressing a lot and oh man i forgot how fun it is just to swing around the yeah. city it's just oh beautiful mechanics i love it it's just so fun i never beat the game but i got uh I, i'm not gonna say all the collectibles but i got like all the i, I don't remember what the collectibles are but there's, there's like, like backpacks and there's yeah. you can take pictures of uh structures i know i did all the photos and yeah. all of the, I believe it's all the backpack items. It's like it's like random little trinkets and stuff that have to do with the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. I got like all those done, and I almost completed all of the combat areas where you just had to go and fight up gang members. But yeah. I couldn't couldn't complete them all because I hadn't beat the whole story, and I know some more unlock as I play this game. But uh, mm. I did like all of that, and the only reason why is because the swinging was so much fun. So I put yeah. on a podcast or two, and I would just swing and get all the collectibles. And it was just like I did it all in like one day, and it was just like I know, yeah, it it's so really much fun quick. To do. Yeah, exactly. It's it's actually really easy to get all the collectibles. So yeah. I, I got online too, and I'm only at thirty percent. So right. I feel like now the rest of it, I have to just play the story. Mm. I can't just go off and do my own thing. But exactly at yeah. the same time, yeah, you can just swing around and do whatever you want. You're yeah. not. It's not a time oriented game necessarily. So, um, yeah, I I could just swing for days. It's just so fun. I love it. Now I yeah. find I don't know about you, like the combat in that Spider-Man game is is very good. It's definitely very fun um but i so i really like the spider-man 2 game on playstation 2 and this game is harking back to that game quite a bit it's got a okay. lot of those features put into it and uh one thing i remember from that game is i love the swinging around 
but I didn't really like the combat as much. And that game had good combat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about the Spider-Man combat, or maybe it's just combat in that superhero-y kind of style that I'm just not as into. And mm-hmm. uh, this Spider-Man game is pretty much the cream of the crop. It's like the best kind of combat you can get in a superhero game. But for some reason, I don't know about you, but I find that the swinging and the movement is like, I almost want more of that and less of the combat stuff. You know when, like, let's say you have to play a mission and now Spider-Man goes to, like, the docks and he has to go fight some guys at the docks or something. I don't yeah. really find that all that fun. Like, it's not, to me, that's not really all that interesting because I just want to, I want to, like, race somebody, you know, or I want to, like, go and, like, wall run and, like, try to, like, do some intricate, like, skills as I'm, like, uh, immobility, I guess, is, is more what I'm interested in. So, right. I, I, I don't know how they could have done that in a superhero game. I'm, I'm not saying they should have done it different, but for me playing, I find way more fun in the swinging than I do in the combat. What do you think? Yeah um i i i'd say i do enjoy the swinging more than the combat in terms of combat i'm going to compare it to just jedi fallen order because i found that the combat in that was a little bit um i don't know if if the word is like choppy but um the combat in spider-man to me is a little bit more intuitive like it it makes sense um like you can get i find you can have a better flow in uh in your combinations in spider-man than you can in Jedi Fallen Order. Right. Now, Spider-Man came out a little while, a couple years now, a couple years back. Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order came out just last year. Um, and uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of the developers for each one, but um, I don't know if uh, if their choice of like their combat and, um, and motion is based on the studio itself or just like trying to reach a, a specific feel for the game. But I do agree that in terms of Spider-Man... For, for the fight sequences, it would be nice if you could, yeah, utilize a little bit more of the environment. Um, you, I've gotten to the point where you can use a little bit, like you can, um, you can bounce like off the walls and you can jump yeah. off of enemies and you can create different combos whether you're on the ground or in the air. You can start combos when you're whether you're in the air or on the ground. Like you, there's a lot of variety there. Yeah. But that's more, that's more, yeah, like hand to hand kind of stuff as opposed to say if like you find unless I haven't unlocked it yet, but say if I wanted to. Um, shoot a web at a lamppost and swing around it and mm. then kick kick an enemy like I don't think that is there but I think that would be a really cool thing to add to it and make me feel a little bit more like <clears throat> I'm using Spider-Man movement to actually fe- defeat a character as opposed to just like a strong man in a Spider-Man outfit beating somebody up right. you know what I mean yeah, so, I, yeah. I felt um, with the movement of swinging around the city for some reason it doesn't feel like it's uh, predetermined it doesn't feel like the animations are predetermined or anything like that even though mm. it technically is like every yeah. swing you do is gonna it's gonna be you know spider-man swing zero zero one or two or three or four whatever animation they've built in their modeling lab um but it doesn't feel that way because you feel like you're much more in control with the swinging and uh on the playstation 2 version it, they actually went one step further which are i really enjoyed which is r2 was your right hand when you swung and l2 is your left hand so you, oh, would, cool. you would you would interchange r2 l2 as you as you were swinging yeah, and I believe you could hotkey it to just be R two like it is in the PlayStation Four game, but yeah. in the PS Four game, it was kind of sad to see that there was no man. They called it manual swinging, and I was mm. um I was a little bit sad to see that they didn't do the manual swing that was in the original because I loved that where you could just go R two and you could do this cool thing where you could like shoot both webs and you would hit two different buildings and you could just kind of like suspend yourself in midair. It's just Ooh. this fun little thing where you just kind of stay there, right? Because of yeah. physics, you would just kind of hang out. Um, but regardless when you're fighting and you're in the combos and just doing all these combos and combos and combos, I find really quickly it gets repetitive. Um, and it's not necessarily bad. It is still fun to take down villains. Uh, but 
it's just that you've seen the same animations over and over and over again it starts yeah. to feel like it is just that model you've seen in the lab that it's like this is this is combo 01 and combo 02 and you're just gonna see a variation of that first and second one over and over and over again um yeah and that just feels samey to me and i don't know what that is but just it there in the combat it feels like i'm seeing the same things while in the movement i'm not seeing that so hmm. i think <clears throat> I, I can kind of get what you mean yeah all that being said i love the game i think it's awesome yeah super fun um i'll just quickly run through a couple of other things because i wanted to mention uh um, my wife and I have been rewatching The Office. I think I might have mentioned this before, oh! but so yeah, because we um, spoiler for those uh, who haven't seen office, all of The Office, office <laughs> but it's been a while. So we originally stopped after Michael Scott left, after Steve Carell left, <gasps> and um, and so we yeah we just stopped watching. And this was uh, years ago, like when it actually happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, like in uh, when they released it when it was on air yeah and so yeah we've been re-watching it over the past i guess few months or so or we probably started sometime in 2019 so we're now finally i think in season six uh we just watched the uh, the sabre episode <laughs> Dun -dun 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 -sabre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh man i just Dun -dun 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 is a part of sabre. like the show just gets better with age. I don't know. It's, it's because... <laughs> it does. You know, it's... They, they somehow... I don't know how they got away with doing it for so long, but, you know, everything they... Every episode, there is some aspect of um, political incorrectness <laughs> in, in every way possible, but yeah. it just lasted for so long. And, and I think maybe just because that's just what the premise of the show is. Like, they're calling... Yeah. They're not doing it as if, like, this is what it's supposed to be. They're... You know, they... it They bring it up. They show it's awkward and they they'll call each other out like the characters will call each other out for for stuff like that right like yeah. you know they they are taking note that yeah this is not a correct format or a correct way to say something like this but um but I, I think the way that they they deliver everything is just it's just so funny and I can't get enough of it so I'm I'm glad we're rewatching it and we will go past the point where well the point is to go past the point where um Michael Scott left and see how the rest of the series goes um, good I hope you do I, I, Okay, good. Because I can see characters like um, uh, like Rain Wilson's character, Dwight Schrute. Like, I, I feel like him and Jim alone <clears throat> can have like good chemistry enough to carry a lot of the episodes. Um, but even still, like uh, some of the other characters that even even if like they don't have as much airplay, um, they they add. I feel like they add a good amount to just the whole dynamic of of the work the work office space. And yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. Well, I'm I'm a huge fan of The Office. I've been watching it since. 2009 or 10 or so like it was it was airing at the time and uh not airing but it was it was on tv i mean when i was watching it um and it was before the whole binge watching at uh, the office kind of days i used to have a, a website i'd go to where we'd live stream the office and uh somebody would just live stream all the episodes available we download them all put them on a hard drive and just live stream it and go yeah. on there and it just it would just be me and these hardcore office fans just constantly 24 7 it was always going and i remember at that time i got like my first iphone and i just <laughs> had this thing next to me all the time just always playing the office and this is just like I like to think of it as a pre-Netflix age when I was just binging The Office like crazy. So nice. I found it really funny when Netflix came out and, uh, or when, sorry, not when Netflix came out, but when I got Netflix eventually and The Office was there and everyone started to get into this Office streaming thing. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like now everyone's like experiencing this. Yeah, like, now you're like me. <laughs> but I, I, I knew at that moment I wasn't crazy. I was like, oh man, like everyone else is enjoying this too. That was great. Um, yeah. And there is so many weird things about The Office that seem to be true. But yeah, the later seasons I never liked back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, as time has gone on, like a fine wine, it's just kind of aged well, and I've started to enjoy them more and more and more. And uh, my fiance mm -hmm. and I talk about this all the time. There's a few characters that pop up near the end of the show 
um and i've never liked them they they were always frustrating and annoying to me and i always said things like oh once those characters are in that's when the show kind of drops off for me you know um yeah is one still... gabe gabe from sabre for saber uh i won't i won't name names i don't want to ruin anything okay. yet i'll, I'll wait okay. until you're done everything but um sure. what what i'm finding really funny now is when i go now when we watch the show like we're talking like i don't know how many repeats of this series i've seen but it's been a, a massive amount of repeats now um yeah now when i get to these characters and they start popping up and start to uh, i'm starting to really enjoy them i don't know why but maybe it's because i know how long they're there for or i know what what <laughs> yeah. or like i know what episodes they're a part of and i start to you know really, what to expect from them at this yeah point. but i start to really enjoy what they're bringing to the table and it's so yeah. bizarre now i i seem to quote these characters near the end of the show now sometimes more and it's 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 just a weird thing but nice. i'm starting to enjoy them more later on now which is kind of funny so i almost think there's no bad characters in the show it's just better characters than others i can't think of a single bad character i i do know that yeah the first time around watching this um i was probably feeling the same way as you that there were some characters that were like okay well i mean i guess uh i guess they just have to be there to complete the like the cast um and yeah maybe some i didn't like as much some were like eh, whatever um actually no bj novak's character like Mm. ryan I think I just never liked in yeah. at any point the first time through. And he didn't but, like his character either, which is funny. Oh, he didn't? Yeah, he oh, always okay. tried to write his character out of the episode. But he every time in his episode where he's got a lot of lines, that's an episode he didn't write because he would get written oh. in to do more stuff. So, yeah. And he was he producing it from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, so first time around watching it, yeah, I was never really a fan of his. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, second time watching it, I just... I definitely love what he brings to the table and like how him being there affects Michael character so much and, and yeah and how everybody else treats him and and then watching him go through all these uh, all these changes throughout the series and yeah they're oh and thinking about just Daryl just being Daryl and oh does everything so good yeah oh, I love it oh Great. yeah we'll have an office episode we'll have a full episode where we just talk the office awesome I, I could talk about it for hours good Okay. That, that episode is going to be really long. It's going to be long. <laughs> yeah. All right, no. let's move into our um, news. Is it news we still have to talk about? Yeah, old news. Yeah, old news. Let's do it. What do you got? I got stuff. Do you got stuff? I don't have anything. Cool. My turn. <laughs> um, Go ahead, sir. <laughs> so uh, Mulan got pushed back. Oh, so right. So it was supposed to be released March 20... Was it 28th or 29th? Sometime a couple weeks back. Right. Um, I think... Or 27th, sorry um and yeah so that has officially been pushed back to july 24th as of now anyway right um so we'll see what happens maybe when the time comes closer if it's doable then i guess they'll keep the date but if not they might have to change it again yeah um and also from disney studios black widow officially has a pushed uh pushed back a date which is now november 6th oh much further so i think originally uh black widow was going to be in may what was it black Widow released may originally scheduled for may 1st release now it's november 6th darn so you know that's actually one that i was looking forward to that last final trailer that you and i watched on the podcast know, a few yeah. back like i really got into it then i showed it to my fiance and she's really into it now too it's funny she reminded <laughs> me she reminded me there was a, a time when there was just like talks that black widow was going to get her own movie i remember oh, yeah. at the time i said i was like really like you're it's like how is she gonna hold up as her own character like I, I remember saying like she doesn't have the 
I don't the know. background. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she just didn't have enough of a character to be a full movie character, is what I was yeah. feeling. And then when I heard it was a prequel, I was like, that's even worse. I was like, we're, we're not even... Because <laughs> I was like, we're not even going to find out more about the Marvel Universe. Little did I know that I was going to get to a stage where I didn't want to know anymore. You know, like, after Avengers, I'm done. Like, I don't really want to know more. But now they've, they've reeled me back in with this movie that's like, oh, you don't got to care about any of that. Like, this is its own thing. It's literally yeah. just like its own, like, single-story contained universe. And mm-hmm. they blew me away because they made it more like Winter Soldier. So now I'm just like, oh man, I'm like she was right. My my fiance was right the whole time. Ah, that's true. So it's it it's, does kind of look like that. It's yeah. very Winter Soldiery. Like I think they're going right back to their roots on that, and it, it looks great. So I'm excited. Cool. Well, uh, keep waiting. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, uh, November. <laughs> that's, that, that. that does suck. But you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, uh, one of my buddies works on all like the animation and the um, the finishing effects for a lot of these films. And yeah. they're just swamped with work right now. And, like, they're all trying to work from home and get it done, but it just delays a lot of the projects and such. And uh, he's talking about how frustrating it can be. So it's like, I, like for, from mm. his point of view, he's like, I'm glad that we've got some of these delays happening because it gives them more time to be able to work on these movies. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we just get rushed movies, rushed product in the end. So it yeah. sucks that it's delayed, but it's going to be for the for the greater good, as they say. Right. Okay, cool. Well, I uh, <laughs> hope, uh, hope your buddy doesn't stress out now that he's got a little bit more time. I mean, hard to say like exactly how that time will be played out because then it's also about how management decides to use that time. As of well, course, right? like, yeah. How do they how they set their little <clears throat> minor deadlines? But yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, looking forward to that. So, uh, how many months away is that? We're in month four. That so seven. So we're half a year away now, where we would have been a month away yeah that's, that's okay. okay i mean like i'm at the stage now where i'm not lining up for these things anymore anyway so uh even if i was like super excited about it it's rare that i'm gonna be there day one for something so uh right. yeah so because I, I mean it's not that big of a deal i can i can definitely put it off for a few more months um not that this is a big one but frozen 2 i still haven't seen and oh uh, i haven't and it's I been available for so long <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna see that oh why is that anyways um the you know the okay so the first movie i it didn't really grab me that much, hmm. um, and I don't know if it's because it's, uh, um, if it's like the concept of it or the story itself or the characters. I don't know. Like I, I, I probably enjoyed it a little bit while watching it, but it wasn't anything where like I, <clears throat> I, I couldn't really connect with any character like on such a level that I was really enjoying what. Um, like their journey in the story mm. or um or the interactions between characters like for me i was never really like <clears throat> i i didn't nothing grabbed hold of me right i can't say exactly why that is but and so i just figured you know usually when it comes to part two like the sequels they they tend to be even worse yeah um that, in, that in my experiences true. yeah um and uh I, wait was frozen 2 even in theaters i think it was yeah, yeah it was in it theaters was. yep um, it just released early though on Disney Plus for the whole coronavirus thing. I think it was for parents mm. because they have all their kids at home and stuff. Okay, um, I remember watching the trailer. Actually, the first teaser, the teaser almost kind of grabbed me because it was uh, uh, wait, which one's the Elsa? She's the yeah. So Elsa was uh, like she's on a beach or something, and then she starts running on the water. Um, but it's a little oh. bit more mysterious because she's she's like running into like waves. And it's like she's trying to get through them or she's trying to test something. She's trying to she's trying to accomplish something, but you don't know what. Hmm. So that I kinda like that. I like that idea. Like, okay, cool. So now I feel like it's a little bit more than just like what's happening in the castle or something. There's right. there's more to it outside. But then then they showed uh, I think what whatever they revealed in the next trailer, um uh I don't know, it, it just it almost took away from everything that 
I was so intrigued about from the teaser. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this now. So. Yeah. I do recall uh, there was one trailer that I didn't like at all. And it, it made it seem like a superhero film. It was really weird. I remember telling my fiance, I was like, oh, this yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This looks like superheroes for girls. Like, you know, like Frozen. And I was like, that's not really. But what's funny is I never liked the trailer for the first Frozen either, though. And I didn't want to go see it. And when I saw it, I loved it. Um, yeah. But it got me on the musical side. Like, I love musicals. And uh, Frozen was, it reminded me of Wicked, which my fiance and I really liked that play. And oh, yeah. so it, it seemed a lot like Wicked to me. And it has Adina Menzel in it as well. So it's, mm-hmm. it's for good reason, it seems like Wicked. And yeah. uh, the plot's fairly similar. And so it got me on that level. But then it also was like, oh, I, I just love that Disney's going back to, like, this kind of musical route. And I was kind of, like, really excited with the first Frozen on what that could mean for Disney. And I was like, well, if this is so well done, maybe they could do like another one that's that i'm gonna like maybe there's gonna be something on on par with uh like like the hercules movie back in the day <laughs> you know like oh, yeah. there might be something like that's more boyish that i might like mm-hmm. a little bit more but still in the musical kind of fashion um so i was excited i was really excited but then yeah these days it, it's funny how it is just frozen 2 like there was just a sequel to it that's all there really was it, you know there was tangled and then frozen and then frozen 2 which is kind of frustrating it's like i really like tangled but then for some reason... I, I like Tangled, yeah. I think Tangled fun. was really good, but then Frozen got like yeah. all the limelight, and then now there's a Frozen 2, and it's like, oh, I really wish they just moved on and did something new again. Um, yeah, like Melted. <laughs> tangled. Frozen. Melted. Untangled. <laughs> Unfrozen. Not- Thawed. Knotted. Thawed. <laughs> um, uh, okay, let's... Uh, do you have any other news? Um, I, okay, one, this is one last thing, and yep. this will kind of be related to my topic so i'm gonna send it to you now um just because i I just i just want to mention now because it's pretty funny um so it's a bunch of tweets where uh well it's a chain of tweets people realizing what their partners are like when they're at work which they wouldn't have ever known um because uh like until now (laughs) now that their partners are actually working from home um So let's see. I think I'm not sure if this is the very first tweet that started it, but uh, so I'll just read a few of them just to so that the audience gets an idea. But um, okay, so this one tweets: A funny thing about quarantining is hearing your partner in full work mode for the first time. Like I'm married to a quote unquote <laughs> let's circle back guy. Who knew? So yeah, that would never the, that would never come this. back. <laughs> it would never come up in like casual conversation at uh, home, right? Like, honey, what do you want for dinner? Um, you know what? Let, let's circle back to that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so next one. My wife works from home full time, but I remember the day I realized she was the one more question person at the at the end of meetings. I was shook. Um, next person said, "I'm married to just to clarify." <laughs> so that's me. I do that all the yeah, time. Yeah. I I clarify just because like I actually if, I said that one. I think I got it from you. To be honest, I think you're the first person oh. I ever heard say it, and I think I got it from you. Nope, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's because like sometimes like I'll, I'll hear I have a lot of questions also I'll get a lot of information for my answers but the thing is like things can be misconstrued so easily so I'll, I want to make sure I got all the information right so I have to I have to clarify like is this what you said yeah because <laughs> I want to know that I got it right um what else is there uh oh okay this I'll just read this is the last one. Oh no two two more two more uh, mine said why don't we table that and revisit in a couple days who the F is he? We've never tabled a damn thing and revisited anything in our entire 36-year marriage. <laughs> um, that's, that's really funny. He's okay, smart, this is the last one. <laughs> uh, so the last one. My husband is pleasant and patient on the phone. It's like invasion of the body snatchers. I know him as the guy who can't sit still at red lights and won't buy more than three groceries at a time. WTF, why can't I have that patient guy? 
So anyway, that's just a taste of, uh, of stuff like that. So I, I suspect a lot of people are going through similar things at home, hmm. um, noticing what their uh, what their partners or spouses are like. That's funny. Uh, like their work, uh, their work alien or no, what would you call it? Like um, their work guys. Yeah. I guess you'd say. I should ask my fiance about that because I have been doing some work from home. Uh, not all the days of my week, but like two or three days of the week I work from home now. I wonder. Yeah. I'm sure she can hear when I'm talking to people on the phone. I wonder what she thinks about it. <laughs> just to clarify was that uh yeah. was that functioned was it a, was that at an if else or was yeah. that a... there's probably something that i say that she's like she's like i can't believe you say that or something i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there's something i say <laughs> that's funny uh, uh all right anthos let's move into topic number one 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 <laughs> one one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do Okay, I'm going to take topic number one because you took topic number one last time, so... Sure. My topic number one is going to be Anthos. It's going to be me? It's going to be you. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. Um, what is your... <laughs> okay, this is the topic. Name your... the Off the top of your head, whatever you can think of, what is the best book... Oh, no. Two TV movie adaptation you've ever seen. Book to TV, so not film, not movie, but no book to book... TV slash movie. Oh, okay. So either uh, either film or television. What's the best book you've seen adapted to the screen? Do uh do comic books count as books? Sure. Yeah, I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, X Men animated series like the nineties. Oh wow, version. that's interesting. For, for comics to TV show. Oh, I that's, like that. That's one that jumps. Oh no! Oh my! Oh, oh my! I just thought of something way oh better. God. Okay, but this is to the TV show and not the movie. Okay, but Tintin. Tintin. Tintin, like the books and comics to TV, like cartoon. Those Jeez. were spot. On those were so good. I used to watch Tintin cartoon movies all the time. And in fact, actually, I sorry cartoon show. Um, I actually liked the Tintin movie because it reminded me of the cartoon show. Like, I, I think they did a good job. Yeah, it was a pretty I, good job. It was just the animation's a little jarring, but honestly, it's, it was it like is. it's good though. <laughs> like it's it's a good because movie. it's it's like a it's a weird kind of realism CGI, right? Yeah, it but is. it's a realism cartoon. And so it's like um, you know, in that episode of uh, wait, was it an episode or the movie? Like, there's an episode where Homer Simpson, like, when the Simpsons become, like, they go into real life or something, but they're still, like, oh. CGI animated kind of thing. Yeah, is the one where Homer's 3D? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, yeah. it's really weird to look at. Yeah. Right? It is so strange that's what I... and jarring, but it's good at the same time. Like, it's it's like uh, the Peanuts movie, if you saw that. It's like the Charlie Brown movie. Um, oh, I didn't actually watch it. And, like, the CGI to. in that is, like, really good. But mm-hmm. it's like trying to also be that Charlie Brown style, and they d- they did it better right. in that I think than the Tintin movie did if they were trying okay. to make it look like the original. But both yeah. movies are still good movies, and they actually both still invoke their original property. So, but regardless, right. I, I agree with you though. I think the Tintin cartoon was was really good. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. I think um like uh, well, voice actors for one were were really well done. Um, the stories the stories themselves were pretty much from what I remember they were like um like straight adaptations of what they were in the comics or the uh, the books or graphic novels however mm. you'd say it um so there wasn't any there wasn't really much of any kind of uh, uh separation in terms of um like what the characters were doing uh in the 
in the print versus cartoon right. or um like what the concept of the stories were like every everything was just like straight to fit and uh yeah i i really enjoyed watching those actually i think i started watching them before reading them and i didn't i didn't realize that they were um that they were adapted from uh from books and then all of a sudden uh like the next year i went to my grade three class and then my teacher had a bunch of uh, tintin books and i'm like whoa That's they're cool. real and read them and so yeah i was so happy that i could actually like read them too and relive what i couldn't watch on the tv if it wasn't available at the time so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so cool. that would be that's one that jumps to my mind anyway yeah. how well, about you tintin that's a good one um i don't know best adapted book to movie uh sad as it is i'd probably pick lord of the rings yeah i don't want to be boring but honestly it is a pretty good adaptation it's it's good in the sense that it's not necessarily replicating everything from the books and it's not trying yeah. to it's just trying to tell the same story in a different way so yep. they rush a lot of stuff in the movies but they also have the characters in the story rush it so therefore it feels like a very um well-paced movie and yeah. it ends up working really well meanwhile the books are very slow paced on purpose um and uh so it, it is different than the the source material but they do it in a way where it still tells you the same story by the end of it so somebody who's only watched the movie and somebody's only read the book can still talk about the characters and still have yeah, a conversation right. i think that's very well done so for me i it's probably lord of the rings i do think the game of thrones season one is very good as being an adaptation uh, from mm. a book but I don't like the other seasons in Game of Thrones uh, as well as the first season of Game of Thrones. So I feel like they kind of lost a little bit there. And um, maybe that's a part of the books' fault and not necessarily the show and, and vice versa. I'm not really too sure. But all I know yeah. is Lord of the Rings, it feels consistent the whole way through. And that's that's good. I'm surprised you didn't say Harry Potter because I'm, I'm sure you mentioned before that I don't think the you... movies are that great of an adaptation of the books, to be honest. Okay. I think we've talked about that before when we talked when we yeah. had a Harry Potter series. But it's... Uh, I, I, like i don't know i like the harry potter movies they're not necessarily bad in any way they're, they're very yeah. good actually it's just as adaptations of the books there's a lot that they either miss do differently or yeah i don't know i don't know what it is intentionally screw there, up <laughs> like, there's a lot well there's also a lot of content that they would have to try to fill in and it's not even it that though it's really like difficult. characters that they mess up like uh, my biggest frustration is ron and we've talked about that so many times now but it's just it, ron weasley is is a totally different character in the books than he is in the movie and it's it's literally like lines they take away from him in the movie and they give to other characters and it's like mm. it's like on purpose they're trying to make him a different character and i don't know why so it's uh yeah that frustrates me right yeah yeah i, I think i know what you mean um i think we might have Maybe when we had the conversation, I th what I recall now is we, like, the, the most truest adaptation, or at least, like, the one we enjoyed the most. At least I, I really liked The Half-Blood Prince, and I, yeah. I think that might have been one of your favorites, It is a pretty too. good adaptation, and that is one of the best books. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that that yeah. movie was well done. Uh, yeah. I, I still think the first movie is probably the closest to the books. Uh, the first movie and the first book are very close. And, in fact, actually, the second movie mm. is also very close to the second book. Uh, but I have a bit of a bias. I really like Chris Columbus as a director for the Harry Potter series. The, fir oh, yeah. the first two movies to me just feel like Harry Potter. They feel like the books. And uh, I love the sets. All the set design to the first two movies just feels like how it is in the books. Especially the Chamber of Secrets itself. That set is like exactly how J.K. Rowling wrote it in the book. It's like it really just came to life. It's very well done. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, now, there's actually a follow-up to this. Now that you've worst named... Worst adaptation. Your best book-to-movie adaptation. <laughs> what's the worst book-to-movie adaptation you've ever seen? The okay, worst. So i so okay I, I did mention this before that i think we we did talk about it briefly because it's about ready player one 
Oh, because like we, I really well. I think. Wait, did you read the book or did you do the oh, yeah. book? Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, sorry, I've only gone through audiobook. Audiobook. Okay, but still, I mean, you you get you get the exact same. Oh yeah. Pretty much experience. Oh so, yeah. And I've done it many times now. I could tell you a lot about Parsifal. <laughs> Perfect. So <laughs> that that's the thing. Like, I find that in. I don't know something about like in the book he's he's much more he's much more charismatic. Oh, for he's, sure. And his right? relationship like, with Ace is way more profound like genuine, in the books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> profound. Yeah, profound is a great way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Um like there's so much more like hesitancy with uh with him being close to I guess like almost anybody in the movie. But uh, but also in the movie, you know, they they really picked apart pretty much every single task that they have to do to mm-hmm. get a key. Yeah. So it's all completely different. Yeah. Uh, yeah there might be one or two things that are similar, but for the most part, like that whole first race, race does not take place whatsoever. It's so weird. And like, it, I understand what they're trying to do. Almost like I was saying with Lord of the Rings, they were trying to tell you the same story just in a, in a faster way, in a different way, but still tell you the same story as what you got in the books. And but they also want to be more, they want to utilize things that are more visual. Yeah. Like visually representative of, but like, um, of like what you can do in that world. Right? I don't know. It's, it's, it's so different that as a book reader watching the movie, you're just disappointed that you're not seeing what you want to see, obviously. It's, yeah, it, that's and, why uh, I think um, the way I, I, I stated it was it's the worst, it's the worst adaptation, but still uh, as a movie on its own. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had not read a book regarding, like, if I had not read the book about that, if I just watched the movie, or if there wasn't a book that was ever created, watching that movie just on its own, like, as a standalone thing, I did enjoy it. And I would probably enjoy it more, yeah, had there not been a, a previously made or previously written book that already had a whole bunch of things in place um, for the story, which I enjoyed much more than the movie. Right. So, yeah, I'd say worst adaptation, but still a good job making a movie that's enjoyable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a funny thing, too. So I look at it through the lens of a book reader, so it is hard to watch that movie without judging it on that. Um, yeah. My fiance just recently watched Ready Player One though while I was away, and uh, so I asked her because she's already seen it. But I asked her, I was like, "So, what, like, what'd you think about it the second time?" Because she she saw it in theaters with me, and we both kind of mm-hmm. had a lot of opinions on it. But this was yeah. on her own completely, and she just watched it on Netflix sometime. And uh, I was like, "What'd you think of it?" And she's like, "You know what? It's 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 actually not bad." And I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it isn't bad. Like that's the funny thing about it. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not actually bad. bad. It's just." my expectations were so shot by the end of it that it's yeah. hard to really enjoy any of it. And it feels so rushed. Um, when you've got, uh, Ooh, Dio and Shoto and, uh, their characters oh, yeah. are so lost in the movie. Like, I, th- I don't yeah. even think they have Dio and Shoto. I think they only have Shoto in the movies, but like in the books, Oh, do they not? I feel like they've only got the one kid in the books. Like their storyline plays a huge role in the whole, um, Gunter's kind of like, uh, adventure and like everybody yeah. trying to get to the to the, to the key yep <laughs> yeah well, there's, uh, there's yeah. three keys yeah. and then they want to yeah the easter egg is like ultimately yeah what they're when the book's really to. ramping up though and getting near like a, a closure there's there's a, a large plot uh there's a large like uh, plot twist that happens with uh, dio and shoto and it's, it's really important for parzival's character and uh parzival's kind of wrapped up in it and it, it it's really interesting in the book or the movie just totally like throws all that away like that that it's there might be like a scene where they sort of mention it but it's you wouldn't even care because you barely know these characters so there's mm, definitely a way yeah. to tell it but they didn't they didn't tell it honestly I, I i this is gonna probably be a very controversial opinion well maybe not it's ready player one so who cares but uh, <laughs> i feel like it would have been better if they actually made a trilogy now i know it's one book 
but I feel like you could have added in so much culture into it that you could have made each key like it's its own sort of like quest movie-esque kind of thing and it would have mm. been very uh, Harry Potter-esque I think um, yeah. with each one being just like a different item that they're trying to get and you yeah. could have I think they could have padded it out and maybe added stuff that's not in the books if they wanted to like they did a race instead and maybe the race wasn't such a bad idea but mm-hmm. um they could have maybe then gone to the, uh, the the joust kind of segment that was from the book and gone through a more interesting thing like that after the race or something. I'm not sure, but I would like to have known more about Ludus and his school and all that that happens in the books and uh, mm-hmm. gone more into like the actual culture there because the books kind of try to tell you a lot. Well, the movie's kind yeah. of shown us a lot of what the book was trying to tell us, and I think that could have been better. So maybe it would have been boring. Maybe it would better as a TV show. I don't know. But I just the movie was way too rushed to be able to tell us the same story as Ready Player One the book yeah i I still attribute that to the whole idea that like you know all the references and all of the uh or any kind of like pop culture thing that appears in the book you know they they want to find i would assume that the producers and directors would want to find the best visual representation of those things and what what only way can you show that by literally just like putting a bunch of characters in one scene right and yeah then and then you've that's you that's kind of your quota um I mean, it sure it would be nice if just like there's like kind of slow reveals, like you see one character here, and then later on you see another character here. But you know, as soon as Parzival enters that world, you literally see like a thousand different people from all sorts of different genres. Like you'll see, I, I think you see Sonic, you, maybe you see Pac-Man. I don't know. I think you see Freddy. Um, like you see like all these different characters, and then and then that kind of then you're kind of just over the novelty now. Yeah. And now for the rest of it, you're just watching the story unfold. Yeah. But, but part of what really made the book, at least for me, like enjoyable, was every once in a while you would get some semblance of that reference that brings you back all over again, like right. that hits you with that nostalgia. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, cool, I remember this. And then and then they're then they go off and start referencing more, um, more things or go off a little bit more with the story. And then then there's another reference. It's like, oh yeah, there's that too. And so you're always. I'm finding with the book, you're always getting... It's almost like you're always climbing. You're always moving forward towards more things that make you feel good or yeah. remind you of something that brings you joy. Whereas in the movie, it's strictly just, okay, here's all the things that you like in in the first like 20 minutes. Boom, good. All right, now this is how we get all the keys and this is what happens. So it's 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 almost like a too, too much of a very structured-based kind of movie. Um, I don't know. I, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on this. Like, no, so fine. I was trying to justify this whole version. I agree with what you're saying. I think but, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway. No, it's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with you though. I do think that 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 is a bad adaptation, and uh, <laughs> I, what? Yeah, it's a bad adaptation, but it's still not a bad movie. So it's, I think it's interesting. Yeah. But it does. It definitely yeah. makes sense for this category. I agree with your decision. Um. For mine, just before I say mine, uh, I do want to say runner-up for best adaptation for book to film. One that I do okay. like to say is one of the best I've ever seen is The Martian. I think it's very good. The, oh, the movie with yeah, Matt okay. Damon. It's almost one-to-one with the books. There is more um, information in the books, but that would have been boring if you had it in the movie, I think. And it's a two-hour movie, so... Um, hmm. But everything you see in the movies is almost exactly one-to-one with the book, and the character is played so well by Matt Damon. I don't I don't know how he does it, but he does it almost exactly like Mark Watney in the actual book, so very good job. Cool. Um, nice. That's that's also on my list of books to get through. That's um, that's my... Ugh, yeah. Every year, i got to go through The Martian. It's so quick. It's like eight hours long or something. I, I go through it like that. It's it's great. It's a really good story. Um, you know what's funny? I, uh, sorry, just kind of just a little bit, because okay. I... I um, 
like as I go through my list of books that I want to read and or uh, listen like as an audiobook format. Yeah. Um, I try to figure out how I'm going to like which format I'll do based on the length. So based on the page count or based on like, oh, yeah. the audiobook length itself, right? And so. Yeah, some of the books, like the older, um, uh, like, American literature books that I wanted to read. Like, the ones that we were supposed to read during high school and elementary yeah. school and stuff like that. To Kill a Mockingbird go... and all that. Yeah, exactly. To Kill a Mockingbird, Animal Farm, yeah. um, 1984. So, stuff like that. The um, Well, some of those books, um, like, the page count is very low. Like, the audiobook format would be also, like, very short. Maybe they'd yeah. be, like, three to four hours. Like, Animal Farm was maybe, like, four That's hours a pretty short book, like though, that. yeah. Very short, right? Um, Lord of the Flies wasn't that much longer. Um, so yeah, and I just, I just found it so interesting that, you know, I was really into, to the watching, uh, reading these or listening to these books, which, um, which were so short. And then finally I started getting into audiobooks. Um, oh, what was the, I didn't, I didn't finish it yet. I needed, I had to stop and I'm going to borrow it again, but, uh, the grapes of wrath also by Steinbeck Ooh. and it's like a 20 hour audiobook <laughs> or something like that. Actually, maybe even longer. Sorry, let me just double check. Yeah, but I find um, those go like they go by fast. It's audiobooks are always really fast. I think they can be like if you really have the time to. Yeah, twenty one hours. As if long you as have you the time to get through it. something in your life, or next time you're washing dishes or something like that. Um, my fiance and I, when we were working on the garden, though, when we were gardening, uh, we were just yeah. weeding. We were just like weeding for like I think we weeded for like four and a half hours, and I put on Harry Potter, and uh, nice. so we're just listening to Harry Potter out there as we're weeding, and it's just that that's so nice. It's a great experience. I love it. It is, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to finish The Grapes of Wrath is because uh, that was just around the time when um, the state of well, just before state of emergency, so people right. were st- supposed to start the social distancing. Yeah. And I less was driving commute. less, yeah, commuting less yeah. in all aspects, and and that's when I would do my, the majority of my listening. Right. Um, because when I'm at home, I'll, I'll listen to some other stuff. It just depends on, like, if I'm if I'm working, I can't listen to something else that I need to pay attention to progression. Mm necessarily so when i'm working at home i have to listen to something where i can i can like i can hear but i can tune out and it's okay that i miss stuff but something like you know a book that i want to get through i want to actually take in the information so right i need to do that during a time where i'm able to actually soak it up and can't always do that at home necessarily because yeah other stuff going on but i will get back to it <laughs> eventually yeah uh okay so the my worst book to film adaptation and this is probably more because it's just recent and i haven't really talked about this much and i won't spend too much time talking about this um is uh it chapter two Um, Ah. as you might remember i had high expectations for this because it chapter one i found which is kind of funny but it chapter one is a very good adaptation of half of the book of it i think they did a good job it's not all one-to-one they do kind of like i said with lord of the rings they do change things but for the sake of the story being a movie um they make it work and i still feel like it tells the same story uh but man i don't know what they did to it chapter two but they ruined it like crazy (laughs) uh it doesn't feel at all like the book um it really feels rushed and it it honestly feels like a remake of the 90s version of it i i don't know why um i don't want to ruin it at all for anybody out there i'm not saying it's a bad movie but uh i'm a huge fan of the books and i just don't like it not a big fan so okay so i have to say unfortunately i think that Right now, I would say it's my worst adaptation from book to movie, and only for part two, and probably just because I'm such a fan that, and and it's recent and it's still raw for me, so I'm, I'm still mad about that because I was so excited for that movie, and it just, ah. in my opinion, was not very good at all. 
I still haven't seen it chapter two. I haven't read either chapter one or chapter two. Oh no, wait, was it like the books were they the also books? Chapter no, one no, the book is just it, and it's uh, it kind of goes the back. Book and, is it? The nice. book is it, and it goes back and forth. And uh, the way they tell, uh, honestly, it would only really make sense as a TV show. I think it's very similar to um, uh, Haunted Hill, House on Haunted Hill, or whatever. Oh, the, so, you know the how like Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, you know how it, like changes time periods like that. It, it's a yeah. similar fashion. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay, which I still it. haven't seen House of Haunted Hill yet, by the way. <laughs> Oh please! I know, watch it. I know. Oh, My fiance and I have talked about it. We—it's one of the shows we got to get to. We've got a and list, yeah, and we oh. still haven't even done it with it. with this whole thing going on. You would think we sit there and actually get to our list, but we haven't. We just keep doing our our hobby stuff and our chores. So, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm recording well, podcasts with you. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, it's nice that we have this one thing that silver means consistent too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. That was a, a longer topic than I meant for it to be. Um, we're going to have good. to, unfortunately, skip the wheel of scum, but that is okay. Every now and then, okay. we got to skip the scum. So sure. we're going to move on to uh, topic number like two, Anthos, and that's with you. All right. So my topic. Um, so as I said, uh, the whole that uh, the chain of tweets that I mentioned earlier, well, that <laughs> actually looked like a complete VR headset. That was pretty cool. <laughs> so, if, yeah. Oh yeah, the for, for you for you listeners out there, Matt Brush was just uh, shifting his headphones. He rotated it downwards yow, so that yow, the yow, headband yow, was in front of his eyes. It actually looks really cool. There's an enemy in uh, Doom Eternal. There's the Mancubus, and he's this big guy with big cannons on his arms. And then there's the uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he's the Cyber. That's it. It's he's the Cyber Mancubus, and it looks like he's got a VR headset on because he's got this like thing or visor over his eyes. He's like, yeah. So it's kind of funny. Is Mancubus supposed to be? a like a mashup of man and succubus <laughs> i i don't know i think it's something from D, to be honest the guys who made doom they love uh D, so i think a lot of the names kind of come from that like the caco well, demon I, I think caco demon has something to do with D as well okay what is it i want to see what a man looks like oh he's so funny oh that totally does not look like a mashup of a man and a succubus and a succubus you know what a succubus is <laughs> a right succubus no i don't know it's like a little demon uh, like a vampire demon kind of spawned from hell. <laughs> I'm not really sure how else to explain it, but that's that's pretty much what it is. I think I only know of it because of Diablo. But anywho, okay. So while you're looking stuff up, I'm just gonna go to my topic. Um, so like I was saying, it has to do with uh, the tweets that I mentioned earlier about um, uh, now that we are living life a little bit differently. You know, people working from home, uh, businesses not being open. Hmm. um we're spending our time differently these days <laughs> so the this topic came up in my head while i was driving the other day because i just noticed that what would normally be rush hour it was just it was russian hour it was it was nah, 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 <laughs> <Russia>. it was <laughs> it was uh just like it was so peaceful it was like the roads were nice and empty hmm. um it was sunny i wasn't stressed trying to get back home it was just it was such a nice ride, and I want to be able to go out and drive more often now, only because the roads are so empty. It just feels almost so liberating. I think, well, it also feels liberating because, you know, you're stuck at home a lot, and then you end up, you finally get uh, a chance to go outside for whatever reason, like a grocery run or something. Right. But anyway, so the idea came to me um, that I'm, I'm learning. I, I began learning that in the midst of all this, there are certain things in life that I used to do all the time that surprisingly enough i can live without at this point like i'm fine to live without maybe because i'm forced into it um but i feel like it's making my life a bit more simple 
<laughs> and I'm kind of I'm actually enjoying that aspect of it. I mind you, of course, I still I, I wish I could be seeing like friends and family in person. That's probably the one like the main main issue I have with this whole thing is right. I can't actually be with the people that I want to be with. Yeah, uh, at least not in the ways that I could normally be. But I. Uh, I, I'm I'm not going crazy. I'm I'm coping <laughs> with the That's time. The first thing that a crazy know. person says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm normal. <laughs> um, anyway, so the topic really is uh, uh, like during this time, what has been okay? Maybe not quarantine because not everybody's quarantined, but during this time, uh, you know, state of emergency, lockdown, staying at home more. What has this time taught you, or like what things have you learned? And that could be what have you learned about yourself. Uh, what have you learned about your the people you live with, your partners, or your your friends, or your family, like people who are also abiding by these same things? Uh, what have you learned about government, society, whatever, whatever you can think of during this time? Like, what hmm. have you observed that's something that it's kind of uh, you're kind of retaining, and you, maybe you never would have thought about before? Um, so I I'll, I'll again just start us off for one, and this is a kind of a simple thing, but I mentioned before at seven o'clock every night. Um, when the when the health worker shifts rotate, uh, people in Vancouver, or maybe not just Vancouver, but at least here in Vancouver, people are getting on their balconies or they're going outside. Um, VPD, like the uh, Vancouver Police Department, they're doing their kind of like these, they're doing their rounds basically where everybody is like cheering. Uh, Vancouver cruisers, the Vancouver police cruisers, like the sirens are running and it's all to support the health workers that are doing their job like relentless like every day mm-hmm. and rotating like back to back really trying to help out with the situation trying to keep it under control so what what i've learned that i'm really impressed with that i'd never i never would have imagined vancouver to be unified in this way and i think i don't know if it's because there wasn't an opportunity or because i was just never aware but it's one thing that i've i've learned about uh the people of vancouver that they that there is one unif there can be one unifying concept and it is for the sake of supporting those who are doing a good job and doing mm. something for the sake of other people so i'm really impressed by that i think it's really cool and i'm really thankful that we have all these people that are willing to put to put in their time to do this i mean they could they could be faking it like they don't want to that i'm sure they there's some way around it like if they could get out of their duty to help people as health workers but um, I don't know. Like for for those who are committed to it and doing their job, sticking to it, I I don't know. I thank you, <laughs> applaud them. So yeah, so that's one one thing that I've learned about during this time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would agree on on those same kind of lines. I feel like uh, I never realized that something like this would bring everyone together with a sense of camaraderie. Um, here in my little little town on the island. Um, it it's kind of funny because it, it's something like this it evens the playing field so no matter what is going on in life no matter who the person is next to you you know they're also going through the exact same thing because it's universal so yeah. uh small thing my fiance and i will go for a walk and now when someone walks by and i you know we say hi or something like that you nod and go like hello and go like hello or like good morning morning um there's yeah. just this like small sense this like understanding that the two of you have now it's like no matter what no matter who that person is anything about them i don't know but they're also going through this so it's like the smallest yeah. thing, but you just feel like you're on the same team because yeah. of that, you know? So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny. People say this all the time when a disaster happens, that's when a community really gets together. But 
you're starting to feel it even though this isn't necessarily a disaster it's just it's just something we're all trying to struggle with uh together but since it's universally true to all of us it's applied to all of us um mm -hmm. yeah we have that that team that unite kind of feel and uh so i like that I'm, i was shocked that i felt it so early on and that i continue to feel it as we go about our days but it is just an interesting weird thing i, I am shocked as well with the isolation a lot of people feel um i didn't mm -hmm. expect so many people to feel like to get stir crazy or to feel like they didn't have much um social stuff going on in their lives um yeah because i felt like the internet is such a big thing and we all communicate so much on the internet that i didn't think it was gonna be all that big of a deal uh, i was quite ignorant in that i didn't realize that it was it was gonna hit a lot of people hard and it is um lots of people i've never had so many people reach out to me and i've never reached out to so many people in the last like month or so there's just a lot mm. of, of communication going along uh yeah. that i didn't realize i need and also i'm willing to give but it, both those things i didn't really know were as true as they are so mm -hmm. i think that's been interesting too um there's been a lot of nice. like skype calls and like it's funny to see like things like zoom become like the most downloaded app right now and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. you know like it, it's just interesting but it also it makes a lot of sense it definitely does but it just it's interesting to see it happen you think these things mm -hmm. might be true but once they happen and they are true you're kind of like oh wow like it, it's an interesting fact i guess yeah so. yeah that's cool i yeah i like um <clears throat> i like that you mentioned the whole communication aspect because yeah during this time that's that's the one thing that we're lacking the most is being able to communicate the, in the ways that we used to. So yeah. now we have to find other ways to do it. And For sure. yeah, we have all these methods at our disposal, which most of which we've always had, but now we're just utilizing more um, and more so because that's just the best way that we can mm -hmm. be with, be with other people at this time, or at least yeah, communicate with them or connect with other people. I should say um, one, one thing that I've noticed during this time or one thing that I've learned is my wife is more of a gamer than I really thought. <laughs> so we actually got Animal Crossing a little bit over a week ago uh, for the Nintendo Switch. New Horizons. And New Horizons. So I I was on the fence about getting it. It didn't... Uh, I think I mentioned before, like, I was never really into playing Sims games, and it, yep. I, wasn't, I wasn't too intrigued with it, I think, because I'm always, I've always been more into, uh, like, live action. Not live action, but, like... Um, yeah, like action games, yep. uh, like fast pace. Um, so first place, uh, first person shooters or um, like RPGs, um, like stuff like League of Legends. So um, MOBAs, um, and yeah, Sims games just never, never really appealed to me. Um, have a whole bunch of friends that have been playing it too since it came out, and uh, there was maybe a little bit of FOMO that like, okay, cool, well they're all playing it, like maybe it would be fun to play it just to play with them right but it wasn't necessarily enough for me to want to spend 80 bucks like buying the game and then um yeah my wife um i can't remember how it started i think because we had some other like maybe she also knew of like some other friends or we like i showed her videos or pictures of how how it was and she's like oh that's cute and so <laughs> and she was kind of getting interested yeah and so i thought okay well you know if she's if she's interested uh, if she's willing to try out a game like then i'll i I don't mind trying it. Like I'd like to try it out and play with her, and yeah. that that would be a cool venture for us to do. Like that we start up, start playing a game together. So so very little did I. It's a very sorry. Time, sorry, I don't want to take over your story in any way. So that's just okay. Cut me off at any time here. But it's also a very timely game for like what's going on in the world right now. That game makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so um, I think it it does in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah, in this game, like you can, you're really just like. You can be on your own, on your own island, and like just making your whole your own way through life and uh, whatever. But you also you meet other NPCs, non-playable characters, like in the game, and 
um, they can come to your island and visit you and you can find other ways to thrive um, but also you can have the online aspect where you go to like friends that you know in real life like go to their islands um, not their not their real life islands but go to their animal crossing islands um, so yeah there you can connect with them online as well they can come to your island too and yeah there's uh, there's that crossplay there but um, so in the midst of this little did I know that my wife would end up playing probably about 10 times more than I have been playing <laughs> so wow. I, I started off the game I I started it just so that um, I could just kind of get the ball rolling and then that way uh, my wife could then play it and um, like things would kind of be in place so um, then she could just take over and then I would then we can like alternate right yeah um, and then we so we did that a little bit and then we there's also an aspect where you can play at the same time it's just kind of like awkward mechanics because oh. the camera mainly follows the primary user oh yeah but if you have a secondary user it'll try to stretch out a little bit so you can catch both of them but then there's a limit and then that secondary user will eventually go out of screen and if they go too far away from the primary character they'll just like pop back like just magically appear oh, weird. next to the primary character okay so there's there's limitations but anyway so she was getting really into it and she would play i mean over the, like during the spring break time because she was off work she was oh boy she was playing like three to four hours a day <laughs> and i was so amazed of how focused she was in the game um uh and she's and she's not just like getting lost in it but she's actually like she's thinking clearly in the game like she's strategizing she's figuring out like right. what's the best way how can we be efficient with this and i'm just like so amazed like whoa this is so cool like Aww. i've never known her to want to like to invest this amount of like time and, and energy into a game so one thing i learned and it's cool i really like it I, I strongly think that there's nobody out there in the world that uh would hate every single game you know like, that's why I think that the term gamer doesn't actually make any sense, and I find it kind of, like, cringeworthy. It's, uh, mm. it's, it's not, like, a real thing, because, like, there's no movieers, you know? There's nobody who's just, like, we're not all <laughs> movieers, because we all find a certain movie that we like, right? So everybody has a movie that they like and or a book that they like, and games the exact right. same way. So every single person out there in this world, there, there is a game that speaks to you and mostly just to you. And, uh... Mm -hmm. And when you find it it's it's just it's magical so i, I feel <laughs> yeah. like she must be into a bit more of that simulation style maybe even more like the monetary style if she's into like collecting items and selling them and trying to get the best profit for that um mm -hmm. then she might get into more that the money kind of tycoon-esque games you never know that might be something she's into but it's just so yeah. it's just fun i i mean i used to sell games for a living so i do just love to see somebody who just just loves something whatever it is if they found their style or their genre i just love that it gets really fun yeah, that is really cool. It's like uh, finding a new part or like revealing a new part of you yeah. that you had never really encountered because you just didn't have the means to it. Yeah, when my fiance was so. watching me play Minecraft back when we like first met, I was like really yeah. into Minecraft. I'd show her what I liked about it and stuff. And I think she found it pretty interesting at first. Like, I, I don't think it was a time when she thought it was boring, but I think she found it yeah. pretty interesting. But once she was playing uh, like a LAN game with me, a local area yeah. network game with me, and uh, she would connect into my world and then start building that's when she got into it and still to this day if we ever play a game of minecraft it's always me doing the things i like to do which is normally the redstone mechanics or uh collecting resources yeah and it's always her building she's always building but it's be i like i've almost become like 
I it's like symbiotic. I almost need her now because I hate building now. Like I just I don't I don't really want to build and design and make everything all look all nice. I just want to get all the stuff I need, right? And she's mm-hmm. so good at the design, the building stuff that I'm like expecting that. So, but yeah, but she's built <laughs> yeah. something amazing, and I'm just like coming and giving all the resources for it all. So it becomes just yeah. really really nice, and I think it just speaks volumes to to what you like and who you are and all that kind of stuff. And video games are are an expression; they're an art form. So mm-hmm. it's just it's fun to see. That's true. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Very, very nice. Very wholesome. (laughs) I'm glad you like that. (laughs) I'm glad you guys are enjoying Animal Crossing. That's very cool. And in in this world right now where everything is saying, like, don't have a sense of community, stay home, stay isolated, blah, 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 blah. um, I think it's really fun to have something like Animal Crossing where you can go into that world where you're literally building a sense of community and the whole game is about how good of a community you can build. So Mm -hmm. I think it's great for people to have that right now because it's virtualizing a part of their life that they can't actually enjoy so yeah (laughs) yeah i mean yeah to some extent like i I wouldn't say that uh government's saying like don't have a don't be with your community or no it's it's not so like forced and direct yeah but it's i think it it seems like that right take your yeah yeah be um be cautionary with like how you're uh interacting with people right um, but nobody's yeah. going to a charitable event right now or a soup kitchen to no, like no, no, get no. this yeah, stuff exactly. going. So, I mean, it is just yeah. kind of how it is. You're supposed to stay isolated into your own people. Yeah. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but um, did I talk about how there was, like, I saw a video of somebody who was te- uh, instructing an aerobics class, like, on from his balcony. Oh, wow. That's cool. So it's, uh, yeah, he's on some sort of, like, apartment building balcony. And you can see that he's, he's leading people, like, at the... Uh, on the balconies across from his building so people are on their <laughs> balconies and they've got like their yoga mats on the balcony wow. or whatever and they're they're doing their whatever they're following whatever the instructor's doing oh um, that's cool so which i think is kind of cool i like it's cool in a different way it's like i never would have expected to see that kind of uh interaction with people where people just get on their balconies and do something together even if like they don't know each other right like right. it's it's different from going to a studio or going to some sort of aerobics, yeah, aerobics studio, where yeah, sure, they're whole, they're a bunch of strangers, but you're all, you're all committing to the same thing by going to the studio, paying for the membership there, using their facilities, being next to each other, and like feeling each other's sweat. It's like this whole package thing, um, and I think I, I think it's just something that you you get, you get mentally prepped for when you're gonna go work out anywhere but your home. So now these people are doing it from their home, like on their, from the comfort of their own balcony outside, like it's covered, but at least like, you know, you're still technically committing with all these other people who are just like across the street and stuff like that, which is, it's really cool. I think the reason why some of the stuff I just totally, I can't understand or don't understand yet. I think it's because my, like the way my lifestyle is, it hasn't actually changed all that much from coronavirus. Mm, The biggest thing that's changed is maybe, uh, yeah, there's been some roads roads that are closed right now, and like things like yeah. uh, some of the stores are closed. But even grocery shopping, we've been able to go to the grocery store totally fine. So that, that's been good. Mm-hmm. There's a lineup before you go in, but the lineup goes by really fast. Then when you go in, and right. you can get your stuff done pretty quick. Um, other than that, though, like nothing has really changed in my life. I'm still driving to work for most yeah. days. There are some remoting from home days, but I'm still driving to work most days. And so it's like for me when i hear stories like that my mind is like who has the time like because for <laughs> yeah. me i'm still working i'm still working like crazy hours throughout the week so um yeah. so i i it's some of this stuff is just my ignorance because i don't i really don't understand but like if i if i lost my job tomorrow which could happen i mean this could happen to anybody right now in this, in yeah. this day and age but 
if I lost my job tomorrow, maybe I would understand these stories a little bit more and be like, okay, I get it. You know, like now everybody's got all this time on their hands. Um, for me though, it's still like, if anything, like I said, my job has been more busy because of it work. So, um, yeah, it's like, I come home from work and I'm tired. Like if some guys, <laughs> some guys doing yoga out on the balcony, I'd be like the guy yelling at him being like, go to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's eight o'clock. Go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. And yes, there's been a lot of change obviously with coronavirus, but I think, I think it's still, still something that maybe I don't totally understand yet. Maybe I'm still not there, but I'm getting there. Maybe I'm not sure. Well, I think different lifestyles is going to call for, for different mentalities for sure. or, or different. The city would be adapt. a major difference. I could definitely understand how being inside of a city, you would see this stuff way more. You're reminded of it a lot more. Yeah. For me in like a neighborhood community though, like it's, it's not something I'm reminded of all that much. Um, it's just one like yeah. our mall here is closed right like that's but i'm not at the mall so like oh yeah so i wouldn't right. really know right but uh yeah you know, like, i think our malls are all open but it's just mo- majority of the stores are closed like uh, if if there are grocery stores in the malls and those would be open that makes sense some other whatever essential services i guess are there but yeah and that's the thing so i yeah. worked for an essential service so yeah for me it's it's almost business as you as usual when going to work yeah um there are some changes but it's almost business as usual which makes it so my lifestyle my social style, all that stuff is all pretty much the same. Um, I yeah. haven't hung out with friends in person though. That is different. So I used to go to like the bar or something like that. I go and hang out yeah. with some friends, go take some buddies out to the pub or something, go get a drink and talk about life, uh, church mm-hmm. on Sundays as well. So yeah. all that's been a little bit different, of course, but my, my, the most average things in my life have, have stayed the same. So, <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of what I was trying to get at in the beginning of this is that, um, like I've, I've realized like how much I can live without a lot of the things that I used to do right. in, in majority of my time. Cause, and, and that being said, I'm only referring to, um, uh, I guess the, how do I, how do I say this? But whatever enables us to, to, to get together with people. So like going to a restaurant with people, like to hang out with people right. or going to a bar to hang yeah. out with people or going to, like a cafe or maybe something that doesn't require food or consumption. Yeah. But I don't know. Going to, uh, if an arcade were slower and going to an arcade, like sure you're going to play games, but you're a bowling you're alley. going with people. You're sure bowling alley. I mean, you're doing it to be with people. Right. Yeah. So I'm realizing now, like I don't have to have all these things in order to enjoy my time with people necessarily. Like yeah. I would want to be with people, but I don't need to be doing all these things that were always available to me. It's just something that I've at least, and I'll, I'll say it again that it could be that I'm just forced into this situation now because sure everything's closed and this is just how we're supposed to be. Mm. But at the same time, I'm not going crazy. I say again, <laughs> I'm not going crazy. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> tricks on you, but anyway, or jokes on you. Uh, I'm going crazy. It's um, all good. Yeah. So anyway, some of those things. That's what I've learned. Cool. Well, yeah, it's a interesting, wacky world we live in at this moment. But yeah. uh, again, I hope we look back on these days going, oh, yeah, that was the coronavirus time. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't even picture being in the future thinking I know. back to this moment. I know. I, I do oh, think wow. it won't be that long from now. Like, I think I, th- I honestly think September we might be looking back at these months going like, oh, yeah, I forgot that back then the malls were closed at that time. You know, like like I, I hope that we're saying those kinds of things. But yeah, but um, I feel like that's a long time from now to, to have to say, like, by September, we'll be looking back. Oh, I don't know. Like, For me, time is so quick these days, man. Like, I'm already uh, thinking yeah. of Christmas. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I blink and, and the month is already gone. Like, we're in April, man. Like, I, didn't we just do New Year's? <laughs> like... Actually, yeah. Actually, like, this first week of April has gone by really fast. I yeah. feel like yesterday was April 1st. So that's really weird. Yeah, it is crazy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, um, without further ado, Anthos, it's been a long episode. Um, yeah, a little bit longer. I'd like to ask you one simple question. I'll do my best. Where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's at A-N-T-H-0-Z-1. Oh. And that was very well done. If you want to find me Thank on you. Twitter, you can find me at Matt Gaming on Twitter. If you want to find me on YouTube, you can also find me at Matt Gaming. You can also find nice. this podcast in video format if you'd like to watch it with your eyeballs. Great. But if you want to hear it with your earballs, you can totally yes. go to your favorite podcasting platform and listen there. Do it. We're probably available at the Scumbar Podcast on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. I don't like really the, know. Just give it a try. Type in the Scumbar Podcast and see if we're there. Then click subscribe. Then click a star or a like or a thumbs up or whatever you want. And then give us a comment that says, you guys rock. Yeah. If there's a button that said you guys rock, click that too. Woo. Uh, <laughs> if you want to send us, uh, you know, your your scientific method, um, then send it to us at the Scumbar Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to read it. And see if you have footage of a double rainbow, send it to us. Too. <laughs> that would be great too. I'd love to know more about this double rainbow. That'd be great. Uh, maybe we'll read it on air and let you guys know what we think about your double rainbow scientific method. Um, we'll, we'll describe all the colors of it. I think we've come to the point, and I know that Anthos has had a lot of time on his hands because of uh, coronavirus. So uh, he's spent a Ooh. long time creating a eulogy for you guys. So uh, here he's <laughs> going to he's going to read it out for you now. Who's the eulogy for? It's up to you, man. You, you, all you told me was it was a eulogy. I remember the days where <laughs> nothing was in question and, and everything was just purely, let's do it. We've come to a time where questions have gone in a different direction and it's more about what is it that we can do what could we do before what are we going to be able to do in the future and these questions are just going to make everybody think differently but that's okay because together we're thinking differently and it just means that it's one more way that we can unify we're all in this together hashtag high school musical three <laughs> we're all in this together it's about having and giving <laughs> <laughs> uh, and sharing and receiving and sharing and receiving yeah uh, all right everybody have a great night okay bye, bye. Let's go.